What's up, guys? Josh here from the Rising Action Podcast. In today's episode, Grayson and I get into a great discussion about adaptations and how stories are expanded from their initial medium. We cover shows like Clone Wars, Taken, Shooter, The Walking Dead, and many more expanded stories, giving our opinions on if they work and how we think stories should be expanded. So stay tuned for that, and now I'm going to shut up and get into it with Grayson. Even as Ramus felt the last of his life ebbing away, he found himself strangely hopeful once more. In his final moment, he hoped. An excerpt from Star Wars from a certain point of view. Welcome back, everybody, to the Rising Action Podcast. I'm Josh, and I'm here with Grayson. Hello! <laughs> How you doing, man? Uh, swell. <laughs> swell. So some housekeeping items before we hop into the episode today. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at joshjohnson98 and at Twitter. On Twitter? On, on Twitter <laughs> at joshj underscore 98. And you can find Grayson on Instagram and Twitter at schradester8. Yes. S-C-H-R-A-D-E-S-T. E R, eight, correct. That's that's the how for you do all it. of those because it's because nobody can ever get it right and <laughs> on, but I I can't just get rid of it. It's been it's been my username on everything since forever. Maybe since I was like seven, I think. So my dad came up I, with it. It's uh, I really need to match up my uh, social media handles. Yeah, you should do that. It would make things easier. But I made my Instagram public, so. Yeah, you know, improvement. You know, you'll actually get maybe get followers, <laughs> even though I mine's been public for no. forever, and I still don't get followers. So no, I'm sad. So today we've got an exciting episode. Oh, today oh. we're going to be hopping into a whole host of things. Yeah, sort of. Actually, like one big thing. Yeah, but, you know, it's got a lot of options. It's like in the. It's like. It's like a like a multitude of. Uh, veins that are like capillaries and you know anatomy i don't know just you know yep like it's just kind of like a a, a interesting spot in storytelling right. um that is i would say it's you know just introduce it you just go for it <laughs> tell you what all right here's what we're gonna do today we're gonna be talking about external mediums for stories right, meaning right, right. not the original medium so if the original medium is a book, a movie, we're not talking about that. Or, we're talking about the offshoots that expound upon yeah. but the initial The medium. simplest term, a spinoff. Like, a spinoff. Like, but that spinoffs are like part of it. You mentioned adaptations is also part of it. Um, Correct. Let, let, me, let, me, let me give you the story. Let me, let me segue into this, get, and then I'll, I'll let kind of Josh talk about his pieces a little bit of it. So... The other day, we were we were trying to figure out a topic because we come up with the topics like only a few days before we start recording, because uh, we get busy with other things. Because you know, Josh has a job and I have a job and jobs. We're busy people. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. And so, um, I been wanting. I was like, I'm gonna make it my goal to at least read three books over the summer. Like, I'm not gonna go crazy with it because there's TV shows I want to watch and things like that. Um, and I just like constantly just. I, I think no. Actually, I figured out that like no matter what I'm doing, I am absorbing some kind of story. You know, 
Like, yeah, it's no, like, I totally feel that. It's like whether I'm playing a game, I'm watching a movie, I'm watching a show, I'm reading a book, I'm listening to music, which is a way stories can be told. I'm listening mm-hmm. to podcasts. I'm watching documentaries. Like, it's something that's like I'm just constantly doing it. And so someone was like, "You need to like get off your screen, like screen so much." And I'm like, at work, like I put down my like phone. I didn't really check messages for like seven hours, and I just was like, just I was shuttling people. I work at a golf course, and I was reading this book. That's where I'm going with this. This book was, I've mentioned it, and I'm going to mention it probably every episode because it's so near and dear to my heart. Uh, it was I was reading a Star Wars book, and this book was From a Certain Point of View by 40 different authors, not just one. And so this book... That blows my mind. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's a really ambitious project and something that I love. So the consensus of this book, the, the gist of it, is that what... Lucasfilm did is they got 40 different authors of people who you either are tell stories in Star Wars. Um, most of them write books for Star Wars. Um, and it is a book comprising of 40 short stories written by 40 different authors telling the events of A New Hope, but from the side characters of like the, that movie. So for example, okay. the book opens up with Ramus Antilles, who is the captain of the Tanta V4. Uh, Dude, I don't even remember who okay, that guy but is. But I'll tell you who Ramus Antilles is. He's the guy that gets choked by Darth Vader in the beginning of A New Hope. The one that goes, oh. he's like, we're on a diplomatic mission to Alderaan or whatever, you know? Right, um, that guy, okay. Yeah, so it tells, like, it starts from his perspective, like, what happens like, immediately, like, it literally, like, it starts where Rogue One ends, right? And this book came out in 2017 for the 40th anniversary of Star Wars. That was the big project for the 40th anniversary of A New Hope. No kidding. And so it tells all these stories. I'm only three or four chapters in, and so one chapter is one story. And it's about 400 Mm -hmm. pages. So give or take, it's about 10 pages on average per story, um, which I really enjoy that format because I am someone who I like to just kind of like have a lot of events happen in a short amount of time. Uh, so it's ahead. almost like an anthology of short stories. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But it goes in chronological order of what's happening in New Hope. So like, mm, so it jumps okay. characters. It's almost kind of like you are going through the events of a New Hope, but not through Princess Leia, Luke Skywalker, C three PO, Han right. Solo. You're going through Ramus Antilles to this random stormtrooper, the stormtrooper that shoots Leia in the hallways of the Tanta V four. Then you're going to a data worker in the Imperial. Uh, the Imperial Devastator, which is um, which is Darth mm-hmm. Vader's ship, explaining yeah. why they didn't shoot down the escape pod uh, that contained three PO and R two, which obviously had the plans of the Death Star. So he's like going through all of these files and stuff to be like, "All right, yeah, I can save this guy who clearly screwed up and should have shot down this escape pod, and make sure right. that Vader doesn't figure out about him so he doesn't die." And so there's a whole other bunch of characters. I mean, there are, uh, like, big characters, too. Um, I know for a fact, at one point, they go... It, it is a story from, I believe, Obi-Wan's perspective, but it could be a character associated with Obi-Wan. Actually, I think it's Qui-Gon. They tell mm. a story from Qui-Gon in A New Hope as a Force ghost, and it explains that Obi-Wan, like, buried Darth Maul um, from Star Wars Rebels and, like, gave him, like, a funeral pyre, pyre and everything... Yeah, um, I think Ahsoka's in there. Um, like also as a Force ghost. Uh, no, she's alive. She she lives. Okay. She's alive in the 
in a new hope. I get you're yeah. right. Okay. I yeah. get these timelines confused. It's, it's weird. Like, oh, it's weird. Okay. It's, Star Wars is a huge mess. And so anyway, the moral of the story, uh, or stories, but I'm uh is that, <laughs> is that um I was like, okay, this is an this is a an external medium of them telling a story for a story that already exists, but you're getting a new mm-hmm. light, a new perspective, finding out infor- more information that you didn't know already. Um, and I was like, what if we do an episode talking about ways that stories are expanded through different mediums that are not their original. So like, we're not, we're not counting like sequels or anything like that, but like mm-hmm. spinoff shows, um, books and adaptations or maybe maybe like a show that's based on a book that may or vice versa like it's it's something that has become increasingly popular in yeah the, in probably the past 10 to 15 years i would say like that, yeah. that like you know i was telling josh before we recorded this like oh you're you're reading you're reading this story you're watching this story and you're like well, what happened to this character like what are they doing right now and yeah. like in this grand universe for so like even weirdly enough, like, like I think of like the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and it was like the pitch for the second Ant Man movie was like, where was Ant Man during Infinity War? What's up with him? And it's like, yeah, yeah, he's like fighting some invisible. And he shit. totally was right. Like, yeah, and he was gone with some chick who. Yeah, like it doesn't phased. Yeah, like, yeah, is that what the thing? Yeah, phases? exactly. Yeah. Like I don't know, and so it's like, okay, it's totally like not important, and it doesn't. It adds to the story, but it isn't important. But to not the story. a ton. Yeah, yeah, like you don't find yourself caring about exactly. it. Exactly. However, there are instances where it is trying to more or less save the save the story and be like, okay, we need mm-hmm. some way. And I think like Clone Wars is an example of that, where it's like the prequels. Like I love the prequels; they're not great movies. Um, mm-hmm. The they're Clone not. Wars makes the prequels so much better because you're getting. A lot yes. more of the story of the clones and Anakin's fall to the dark side and like these events that are honestly kind of crucial to the plot of right of these. It was movies. kind of some things where they're going back and they're kind of like cleaning up some of their messes mm-hmm. yeah. from the prequels. Uh, like Anakin's turn to the dark side is not super well fleshed out in the prequels. No, <laughs> no, um, no, no. his relationship with Padme is extremely bare. And rushed, like so rushed. Super rushed, yeah. <laughs> super rushed. And so I think in, yeah, in Clone Wars it offers them an ability to f- more flesh out some of these key storylines. But it also They're fixing the other characters in the road. <laughs> right, yeah. right. So my question for you is, that's Star Wars, right? right? And I think Star Wars is never going to have a lack of uh, consumer interest. Yeah. Star Wars is the one universe, I would say, the one form of storytelling that, like, they make it their goal to interconnect everything, to make it one universe. Right. And it's, like, the only other thing that really rivals that, like I said, Marvel. is Marvel. And it's that's Marvel. And that's yeah. just with the movies and now with these Disney Plus shows that they're doing. And obviously, yeah. they don't do books or anything like that. Um, so, is another... And and it doesn't necessarily have to be a franchise per se, but you know it's Star Wars, mm-hmm. and so they have the ability to do that. Like they could roll out a story about R two D two. Yeah, which I they mean have they done. could make a 
they could make a whole movie about just R2-D2 and people would watch it. Yeah. And he could do whatever and people would watch it. Right. Is that kind of thing going to work outside of Star Wars? Um, it depends on the character, I would, I would say. So, for example, right. here, here's something. I feel like we're gonna. This is gonna also become a running gig on this podcast. Is John Wick, right? Yeah, they're doing this spinoff show and movie in the John Wick universe, and they've already done a comic that's a prequel to the first John Wick movie. That it's, it's like John Wick in his prime, right mm-hmm. before he gets married and everything. When he's like Baba that. Yaga, yeah, like when he is like, yeah, this is John Wick. You don't f with him, and like before he's retired and all that. Then this, there's this continental show that they're doing on. I don't remember what provider it is. Um, I want to say like USA or like Fox or something like that. Oh, no. Uh, and so Fox may not be terrible, but like... USA will be terrible. Dude, USA did Mr. Robot. You ever watch that show? I, di- I have, but they also did stuff like Suits and uh, Burn Notice and Hawaii Five-0. Oh. There's another one for you. Hawaii Five-0. Hawaii Five-0 is CBS. Right? You're right. You're right. No. Did it... It might be CBS. Every, every listen. Every channel provider has their bad shows and their good shows. We'll just say that. Correct. Okay. Here's an example. Okay, go for it. Uh, did you ever watch the movie Shooter? Once upon a time, yeah, yeah. Okay. They made a spinoff show. They did. With the same name, mm-hmm. same character, same lead character, which is where I feel. And I watched some of it. I didn't admittedly watch all of it. But having a spinoff with the same character, different actor, different writers, whole different setup, I feel like it really cheapened the initial story. That's See, like when you say it at that point, I'm like, that's just a reboot at that point, you know? Right, right. And it's, and it's in a different medium. Yeah. I don't know. Unless they're trying to me. advertise it like, oh, this is... Well, like... Man, this is becoming like I'm thinking of all these different shows now. Like they made that show Hannibal, based on Silence of the Lambs, and it was with Mads Mikkelsen, and that was a really, really good show. Apparently, right? Uh, yeah, I need to watch that show. Actually, um, I haven't seen it. Yeah, I haven't either. It was good. Um, there's like so many shows that I'm thinking of. Like they did. You mentioned that shooter one. They did one for Taken. They did a TV show for Taken. Yeah, yeah. My dad watched that. How many seasons did they make? Like. Two? Probably. I couldn't imagine see them doing more than three. <laughs> I can't remember. I know he watched the first season, yeah. and he was pretty into it. But also, I think he watched it more for the fact that it was called Taken yeah. than well, the fact like, that it was a good it's show. It's like my dad. Dad, love you. Uh, <laughs> he watches... Um, they remade Lethal Weapon into a TV show. Okay. And that... It's not remotely similar to the original Lethal, Lethal Weapon movies. Yeah. But that show was really funny for about five seconds. So are you complimenting it or are you insulting it? I'm really confused. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Both. Because for a minute it was awesome, and yeah. then it got really not awesome. Yeah. I don't, I don't know how to describe it other than extremely poor words, but it just didn't work okay. after its initial on, release. On that note, to kind of help you know um, guide this... I have this in the notes, and it's maybe a little bit ahead, but, like, what are some of the pros and what are some of the cons of, like, these extensions, expansions, these layerings of stories that, like, I guess are, like, 
building blocks, but like building blocks that maybe don't need to be there. Like what? That's just what yeah. some of the the pros and cons of it. So I feel like for these things to work, you've got to have an audience that's going to eat it up. Mm-hmm. Um, with Star Wars, the rabid fandom of Star Wars is not going away. That's why they can do things like Mandalorian, Clone yeah. Wars, Rebels, things that are outside of the initial canon that eventually become canon. Yeah. They're not the initial story at all. They're totally offshoot. And they're great in most cases. Mm-hmm. Marvel is the same way. Um, Marvel, how many years in a row have we had a Marvel movie since 2008? Yeah, we've had pretty so much 12 one. years consecutively. Yeah. We've had at least one Marvel movie, mm-hmm. and more often than not, we've had more than one. And you could almost look at each Marvel movie as an expansion of an already told story. Right. And they do it in a way that it all fits together in a linear story mm-hmm. but they kind of fill in gaps with each new installment and yeah. so it's very different in that they're not telling stories from a new person's perspective every time even though that does come into play quite a bit it's not you know they're not doing it specifically for that reason yeah they're not aside from the snap in infinity war yeah that was told from many different points of view yeah and that was really cool because it was such a pinnacle moment in the franchise yeah that they could do that and people cared because it was just a massive cataclysmic moment right right, people were really into it with star wars i think they're doing different things where they're bringing in just whole new stories yeah about things we already have a general idea about but they're just not really expounded upon because the universe is massive yeah Outside of those two, I don't know that it works in that same vein because I think you've already got to have that that pre-established audience that's going to lap it up. Yeah. And I don't know that you're going to get that outside of maybe like Game of Thrones. Yeah. It it has to be like these massive franchises that, that it honestly works the best. I mean, I think of even like when I go into Goodwill and I see all of these Star Trek books that like, you know, people, and I'm like, wow, yeah, Star Trek was big. Like it had like all these movies, all these shows, all these books, even comics now. Like it works with these iconic franchises that like they have massive universes, but like not every iconic franchise. Um, Like I think. Okay, what about, what about The Walking Dead? Oh, (laughs) oh, I could, that's a rabbit hole I could go very deep into. So, uh. <laughs> for those who don't know, and I assume most everybody knows this, but they're adapted from comics, correct? Right, yeah, yeah. which are totally different than, than the show. Extremely different. And yeah. I, I'm pretty sure it's on record that the writers want to take the show 20 seasons. That show will go to the end, until the world ends. <laughs> until we actually have zombies. Yeah, yeah. Man, that would have been ironic, though. Wouldn't it? it? That would have been insane. This show just turns into it like a just vlogs. <laughs> right. I th- I think uh, what I read was that the idea was that it was going to be kind of like Gunsmoke. That ran from four twenty seasons. Uh, I want to say it spanned the was it sixties to eighties. Yikes! Now that... I'd have to look that up. What? I can see that with like so okay. I don't know much about Gunsmoke. Was that more of like a serial television? It was show? like a serial. It was a serial western. Okay, that doesn't work with The Walking Dead, where it's a narrative. 
Maybe <laughs> maybe it was Bonanza. I can't remember. It was one of those two. It was like Gunsmoke yeah. or Bonanza, but they're similar. Yeah. And they ran forever. But yeah, I don't know how they're going to make it work. I know for myself, I stopped watching it after the fourth season. It, I know you kept going much longer. But how I do went, you think it's going to work? Because it was... The original story is something wholly different. How do you think that they've kind of pressed on it? So from what I know, it? they're they're far past the comics now because the comics yeah. ended. They don't they can't, like they literally they canceled the run of the comics. Like there was it was just like one month there was an issue coming out, and the next month they were like, they just told Robert Kirkman, "Yeah, you have to end this the story," and he's like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what?" So and I yeah. think I mean that went on for the Walking Dead started in like two thousand three or four, so it was a comic that went for on for a long time. Yeah. Um, and they've also got video games now. Exactly. They that's it's and it's these like I said, big franchises, but it doesn't always work. Like The yeah. Walking Dead, so like I mean, you have the comics and I've heard great things about the comics, but they're drastically different than the show. So yeah. it's a separate universe. Then you have like the Telltale games, which are mm-hmm. acclaimed as being some of the I would say out of the entire history of gaming, they are the The Walking Dead at least seasons 1 and two are some of the most narrative driven, critically acclaimed video games. It, it got yes. game of the year in 2012 or yeah. 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 They're fantastic. I yeah. played, um, the Batman telltale game. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was wonderful. And it's like, they're not really like game games They're more like you sit back and you press a couple buttons and choose some dialogue options while you're eating some popcorn and drinking a beer or something <laughs> like pretty much. Yeah. And like, and then you cry at the end and you're like, well, that was good. <laughs> and so, yeah. um, but that kind of, like, that was kind of the fire that, like, started, like, oh, we can tell really good stories. Um, yeah. And then it kind of inspired this whole thing. Um, and so that those games are supposed to interconnect into the the comics. They're set in Are the they comic. supposed to bridge that gap they're not between really... the comics and the show? No. The, they're, the show and the comics, totally disconnected. Like, okay. the, 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 the character differences, like... In the comics, like, and I am no Walking Dead aficionado here. In the comics, like, one of the characters is just, like, a total dickhead. Like, it's Herschel the, from the farm. Like, in that show, like, he, in the in the game, or in the games and comics, he is, like, an... The, he's the worst. Yeah, he's just awful. And then... Wow. Yeah, and then in the show, he's, like, this, he's, like... He's a father oh, figure, I'm almost. Santa Claus. <laughs> like... <laughs> Like, and so it's like, what? And like, just all, like, there's major differences in the show and the comics to the point where they're like, and they wanted to make it different. They didn't want it to be the point where it's like, well, if you read the the comics, you know. And it's like, part of me is like, I I get that. That's a a kind of another discussion, I feel like, on expansions of stories is like altering a story, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, well, let's, this adaptation, let's just change the story. That way yeah. it makes it fresh for other people. But sometimes it's for the worse, you know? Like, So take Batman, right? Yeah. There have been versions of Batman's story that have been, shall we say, less well-received than others. Uh, are we talking about movies? Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, you know, the comics went forever. And they still um, go. And they still go. Yeah. And, you know... They've probably they've beat to death about every single Batman story and every single way you can tell Batman story. But yeah. specifically with movies, y- you can tell each movie 
has its own flavor of Batman. Right. And I think it starts from the top with director and the person who's playing Batman. Yeah. I think yeah, they, yeah. that they dictate the whole tone of Batman. Um, but some of them have been really rough, like the, the nipple suit with the Batman and Robin, Batman and Robin, Chris O'Donnell. And is that Val Kilmer? That was George Clooney. Well, actually Val Kilmer did have nipples too, but they weren't as obvious. The, yeah, yeah, the Batman, I actually kind of like the one with Val Kilmer. I think Val Kilmer was kind of a, was like, was, that was not a great movie, but it was okay. No. Batman and Robin is atrocious. Like it's, yeah, if I it's right, comically the pretty good. Like I, I've seen people like say that the Batman and Robin takes place in the same universe as the Adam West TV show because it's oh. because it's that goofy, right? Wow. Because like I yeah. mean, because it's yeah. like he's got a Batman credit card in the Adam West show. He had a Batman shark repellent. Like what? <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. He did like he's like ah Batman life preserver and I'm like okay. And Holy then, shark repellent yeah, Batman. And it's just like it's George like, Clooney what? pulls out he's like Batman credit card and just pulls out and I'm like what? But it's yeah. like it Batman honestly it has to do with the like iconicity of characters as well. It's like I mean then you have yeah. like stories like Lego Batman, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like it's just telling like a totally off the wall Batman story. Right. Um, yet somehow in capturing everything about Batman right. in such a so, strange way. <laughs> I wonder what this new Matt Reeves Batman is going to bring to the table, other than we know it's going to be like year one, essentially. Yeah, which was kind of what Batman Begins did. Right. Like, <laughs> it kind of took... Okay, so the, the year one um, cartoon... I love, by the yeah. way. That's just based um, off the comic Batman Year One. It's pretty much right. beat for beat. Yeah, it's essentially the same thing. Um, I read the comic, loved it. I watched the cartoon, loved it. Yeah. You know, I wonder what are they going to bring that's new? Is it going to be like a grittier Year One? Because I felt like Year One was already. It's it's hard to say. There was some statement that Andy Serkis put out today. He's like, yeah, it's going to be darker and grittier. And I'm like, that's what they say with every Batman movie. <laughs> that's what I'm they like, say Batman vs. Superman grittier, was. Darker, grittier, darker, grittier. And to the point where right. I'm like, I can't see it so dark. <laughs> <laughs> Until it's a noir. Yeah. A noir, noir. No, I can't speak French. I, I would like a black and white Batman movie. Sin City, but Batman? Yeah. I could get by. They did that with Logan. They like Ron made, Perlman they, is Batman. <laughs> I don't know about that one. You could play old Bruce Wayne. No, 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 no. Now I would love Denis Villeneuve to do a Batman Beyond movie. That'd be sick. Oh wow! Blade Runner twenty forty nine meets Batman. That's what Batman Beyond is, or Blade Runner in general. But wow! Yeah, I'd never thought of that. Random before. thing. This is like, do you own Sicario the first one? I don't own it, but I've okay. seen it. Okay, I, I've been wanting. I wanted to watch it tonight because I've never seen it, and I didn't even know. I didn't know he directed that movie, and I was like, "What am I doing?" He's my favorite director, and I, I thought I'll just rent it. I'll just rent it. Who just cares? it's not. I think it's like two bucks on Amazon. Yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah. but yeah, we man, we kind of went all over the place. Like I don't know. Let me look at the show notes again because we're just like. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay, here, here's a question is like, uh, sh- are, should we be letting them become a normal thing to be like, 
okay, well, I'm going to tell this story, and then if it sucks, I'll I'll just write a book to fill in the gaps. Like, yeah. I think it's going to happen regardless, at least in some in some niches. I yeah. think it really kind of has to come down to money. Yeah. And if you if have a lot a, of money, you can tell whatever the freak you want, and people will. Right. Yeah. But also, if there's a cash cow to be had, it's going to be manip like yeah it's gonna happen if people are gonna watch it yeah point blank end of story so i think it really comes down to are people going to care mm -hmm. and i think with certain franchises they will and with other ones they just won't like shooter taken you know they were they were it's washed like, i think those franchises that you're listing right there are like they were successful but they weren't like they they got got a little too big for their britches where it's like right they were like, oh, like, oh yeah, we've hit a gold mine, but it's like you're not that big. Like, slow down. <laughs> like, right, you right. made a successful, entertaining action movie. Like, no need to like start throwing out all these spinoffs now. And I'm like, I think John Wick is almost there, where it's like, like it's starting to earn its place. It they didn't they're not doing the spinoffs until after three movies, which is pretty impressive considering Taken. One up. I'll be honest. I am not extremely excited for the John Wick spinoffs. Oh, and I that might shock yeah. some people because I love those movies and no, I feel we you. talk about them a lot. But I don't care about anybody in that universe except for John Wick and his the guy dog. who and, his, and whoever is his dog and yeah. the guy who runs. Honestly, Lance Reddick's character, the 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 black guy who the black yeah the, the black concierge. guy. Yes, yeah. like, I don't. Is that weak. is that? Yes, yeah. Lance Reddick. Yeah. Didn't know this actor's name. Yeah. He's fantastic. John yeah. Wick is fantastic. The guy who well, runs the, good the thing hotel is awesome. Is the show I'm excited for the Halle Berry spinoff movies? Like I was like, okay, we I didn't got, give a crap about Halle Berry. I was like, one. I'm like, you've made one movie, and her character definitely compelled me, but it's not enough to mirror. I'm like, I want a show. Like now, if there was, I didn't like, even like her character. Really? In the movie? Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. I, I well, did not. Really her opening there. scene, her opening scene felt so over the top and cliche to me. I was like, no yeah. thanks. Yeah, I mean that's fair. That's fair. Agree to disagree, I guess. But the Continental show. Definitely appeals to me because it's like well, that is a that is a, a character in itself of John. That Wick. could get into, and that's okay. I am so blown away with how they made a hotel a character unto itself. It's yeah. almost like they built a fantasy world based on a hotel. hotel. Yeah, yeah, right. So the concept of the Continental is brilliant, and the way it's you know international, mm -hmm. and there's set rules to it. Yeah. Super cool. And I think they could do a whole lot with a show. I'm interested to see who, like, what, are they going to go small scale with it like some shows do? Or I hope is it has it a good budget. Of, right. I wonder if they're going to be able to tackle, like, a true John Wick universe where they jump around. It's just going to suck to not be have like, John Wick there. Yeah, like, what is it going to be like to be an Assassin's show without the main Assassin? Yeah, it's like... The 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 stories that have these characters, these side characters, to tell stories about, like then we can start to care. But when you have mm -hmm. like a small universe and start making spinoff shows and and books to be like, oh, this is about this character, it's like, okay, well, I don't, I haven't gotten there yet. Like, yeah. <laughs> I uh, 
I even think of like some video games. Um, I was about to say, in a weird way, video games do this better than anything else because yeah. they serialize a story and they continue to rebrand it and make it new. And does it doesn't always land? Yeah. But continually, the world is getting expanded. I think about the Elder Scrolls. I think about The Last of Us. Right. Um, right. Right. Yeah. Those universes are being constantly expanded, mm-hmm. and by all accounts they're being done quite well. It's more so I think people they when these stories come up they need to be like what what is the goal of creating this story? Right? Yeah. Like is now if your goal is to well I screwed up a I screwed up my movie and I need to find out a way to be like well to basically cover up plot holes. Like okay, for example, if like <laughs> The movie Us by Jordan Peele. If he said he's like, well, I'm going to come out with a movie to like explain all these plot holes. Like, it's going to be a prequel movie explaining the tunnels underneath, you know, America, yeah. and be like, oh, that makes sense. Cloning, blah blah blah. And you go and watch I Us, hate and it's it. like, you're doing that because you failed to explain a crucial plot point in your movie. Yeah. Did now, I talk to you about Us after I watched it? Yes, I feel we, like I did. We had a in depth discussion. Um, maybe we'll just dedicate an episode one day to us because I. We could just talk about Jordan Peele. Just have an episode. That would be Jordan great. That would be great. Oh man, that'd be good. I love that. I need to rewatch Get Out. Um, it's been a while. Um, Gosh, that movie. Yeah, but anyway, um, yeah, and but so if you if you're telling a story and you're like, oh well, this is just to, you know, give depth to, to, to this one. If it's to fix holes, I don't think it's a good thing. If it's to enhance characters or you know. Shed some light on characters that people are more interested in, or something mm-hmm. like that. I think if there's a demand for it, it should then it should be told. Um, yeah. Like so, I wonder how much you can actually expound upon a character in X. Because I feel like what happens is we get a movie that is then expounded upon in a TV show, and not vice versa, or not a movie that's expounded upon in a movie, or a TV show that is expounded upon in a TV show. It's always. The initial thing is a movie and, in a lot of cases, a book, but usually the books are adapted and not yeah. changed. So it's movie, then TV show. And I don't find that often we're given more than just a, okay, let's take all the things that were good about the movie and just kind of like try and replicate them in a TV show format with a smaller budget. And it just doesn't quite seem to work for me. Yeah. And I think Clone Wars did such a great job of that because it gave us more characters than were in the prequels. Oh, yeah. It gave us Ahsoka, which is gave us one of the Ahsoka, best Star Wars characters. Captain Rex, Cad Bane. Right. Um, even more on General Grievous, who was very like very brief. Like, and Darth Maul. Like, you yes. know, Darth Maul was extremely it, flat. It focuses on the character like it focuses more on the characters that aren't really like, important yeah like i feel like when you watch the clone wars you're you are watching cloners from the perspective of bounty hunters clones and ahsoka yeah because almost in every jedi story ahsoka's there yeah. um or you know like a droid for like r2d2 like i mean and then or a clone is involved or something like that and it's giving depth it's like okay well these weren't characters like we got the stories of padme and obi-wan and anakin mm-hmm. in the prequels um, mm-hmm. but we didn't get the story of, you know, his Padawan. We didn't even know existed. We, we didn't get the story of these troopers that, you know, the Jedi fought alongside for years and like how actually important they were. Um, but then also it pulls in things of like, well, <laughs> there's a ga- glaring plot hole and like, oh, well, why would these 
clones just turn on their masters who they've served alongside for years, and it's like, well, they had chips in their heads that make them yeah. do that. And it's like, that's a really genius thing, but it's like, that's kind of also them covering... Like a little bit, and but they also did a good job of foreshadowing it in the Clone Wars to the point that you could see it coming. Yeah, but it was also well planned beforehand. Yeah, and I think that was probably one of the initial things when they started the show was okay. Our overarching umbrella plot we gotta have we gotta explain the clones. Like yeah, how did that happen? And they become some of the we greatest characters. That. Like they do. Yeah, yeah. I'd say fives and uh, oh, is it uh, Clone Trooper ninety nine? The the one that's like he's deformed. He's like a genetic mutation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Super good characters. There's a lot of great characters. I mean, there's there's fives. There's Jesse. There's Echo. Rex. Commander Cody. Wolf. Yeah. Like it's just like you think of all these clones and you're like, oh man, they're all so cool. They all look exactly the same, but like you know each of them by name and their personalities and like their yeah. armor. Like they are characters and of themselves, and that's like something that was really well done. Yeah. Um, I could talk a lot about a lot about Star Wars. <laughs> I I hope this just doesn't become like a Star Wars but like fest. But like, I think one thing random thing we haven't talked about is um is Lord of the Rings. Like mm. that's one that I feel like has an interesting story with um with trying for them trying to fill in gaps. I would say, right? Um, and yeah, that's supposedly happening with this show that's coming out whenever it actually ends up coming out in 19 years in 19 billion years um and i feel like the silmarillion was written so that's a good example the silmarillion was written to fill in gaps in the lord of the rings and the hobbit yeah that honestly that could have been the first that might have been the first expanding of a universe be like, okay, well, here's the guidelines and stuff of this rule, like, of this universe, like the rules and everything. Right. And I don't know if you've read The Silmarillion or not, but that no. thing is so dense. Yeah, I've heard. <laughs> so dense. I remember dense. I, was, I was like, I, I've known about The Silmarillion for a while, but it's like... It's there's like also Baron Luthien and Tree and Leaf, so there's yeah. more than just that as well. They just There's a new one that just came out that sounded really interesting too. Um, it came out within the past year or two um yeah there's a lot i'm drawing a blank yeah i don't know they've done a couple though and it's like lewis's uh or i mean not lewis uh tolkien's uh tolkien's grand- son sons and grandsons son. and okay yeah yeah it was christopher tolkien who uh recently passed away oh really yeah so christopher tolkien and i could be wrong on this i'm not an expert but i'm pretty sure christopher tolkien was working with his dad to write Lord of the Rings things while he was still alive and then continued to expound upon stuff his father wrote after J.R.R. Tolkien died. So he was the apprentice yes. to... Oh, wow, he died this year. He died Yeah, January. he died recently. Oh, man, that's really sad. Yeah, it was kind of a big thing in the fantasy community. There was a whole lot of... Um, I'm pretty sure they even had a Reddit thread for Christopher Tolkien. That's awesome. Yeah. That's that's so brilliant though. Wow, that, wow, there is a there's a lot of books. 
Yeah. There's a, a lot of Lord of the Rings books, actually. There's, there's quite a bit. And a lot of them are attributed to Christopher Tolkien. And, I mean, J.R.R. Tolkien, I don't even know if he fully wrote all of them. No, no, he didn't. But I think, but I, I mean, it makes it seem like, you know, the passing of the torch, right? That J.R.R. Tolkien right. would have been like, well, this is my son's thing. And it's kind of like... um. I was literally just watching a documentary before this. Back to Star Wars. No, but like, uh, <laughs> but like Dave Filoni with George Lucas, right? Yeah. Which like George Lucas's kids are not like, where are they at? Uh, <laughs> but like Dave Filoni was like who they worked together on Clone Wars, and it's like okay, it's very similar to J.R.R. Tolkien and Christopher, and how mm-hmm. they they worked together, and it's basically like it was like, bloop, and then like he just kind of kept on going. Right. Um, yeah. There's like. Morgoth's Ring, The War of the Jewels, The Return of the Shadow, The War of the Ring, The Treason of Isengard, The End of the Third Age. Holy crap. Like, this man... My bookshelf is about to get a lot The Lays of uh, Beleriand. Like, what? Yeah, man. He's got a lot of books. And then there's obviously The Silmarillion, The Fall of Gondor, Baron and Luthien. The so great, I've read so I've much. read Baron and Luthien and I've read Tree and Leaf. And then okay. Lord of the Rings and the Hobbit and that's it. Dude, there is a book called The Complete History or three books, The Complete History of Middle-earth and it's $363 on Amazon that it's a hardcover. What? Yeah. <laughs> that's insane. Are you serious? I'm I'm dead serious. Oh my god. Lord of the Rings everybody. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. Lord of the Rings expanded its universe without making a movie. No, cuz it still told like the the three movies told they were telling the same story and they didn't and they told what needed to be told. And if you want more details, you can obviously go read the books, but it's not like <clears throat> right. You know, they they told the stories that, that the importance, the essence of that trilogy. But then right. there's the Hobbit movies, which was a whole different beast, which is an adaptation so of a book. would you consider the Hobbit movies remotely canon? To the movies? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because... Ugh. because well, I mean, you don't have to, but like... right. The fact that Elijah freaking Wood pops up at the end of the third one, and yeah. like uh, whoever plays Bilbo, and even like I mean, they are the cinematic universe of the this universe shh, universe of the Hobbit, but like they're more of an they're alteration. Like a, they're a loose interpretation with a good bit of artistic. They're license. like they Hollywoodized. Yeah. The Hobbit. Yeah. And they're like, let's throw in love here. Let's have elves and, and uh, Azog, Azog the Defiler. The defiler uh, and let's have and Legolas Bolg. in here. Remember Legolas? Bolg was in the, Bolg was in the Hobbit, I want to say. Was yeah, it Borg or Bolg? I, I don't remember. I haven't read The Hobbit in so long. It's probably been since I was about 13. Yeah, I was 13 or 14. Yeah. Maybe it's time to reread The Hobbit. So here's what we've discovered. We've discovered that Star Wars can do it, Marvel can do it, and apparently so can Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah, but not... I mean, I don't think any of them are always perfect. It's No. 
basically, I believe that it has to serve a, a good purpose to the story without having to be a crutch. Right. Or, or without it having to go, like, without it, like, retroactively having to go back and fix something. Right. Like, and I think that's where you run into a lot of issues, and that's where you see things. Or it's either fixing something or, like, retconning something else, yeah. and just that whole, like, retcon is a rabbit hole and just yeah. kind of stinks, Ex- like okay, a Walking Dead sort of thing. Here's my analogy, right? If your boat... If if Lord of the Rings or let's just if your story in general don't don't think just wipe Lord of the Rings or whatever, if you're if you have a good solid boat with sails and a crew, that's your mm-hmm. good story. Your expansion should not be to fix the leaky holes that you have out of your ship. Your ship should already be constructed very sturdily. Your expansion needs to be adding new sails and cannons and stuff to your ship. It needs to be adding to it, not fixing it. That's how right. I'm going to say it. 100%, I agree. So, and that's the only way I will accept it. <laughs> Unless yeah. it's just like, it's just like little things. Like this, from a certain point of view book, the stories are so minute, but because I love every freaking intricate detail about star wars because i am a massive nerd i'm going to read about this <laughs> random stormtrooper that uh says a couple of lines and right. that you know shoots princess leia with a stun gun and like yeah. that was honestly like that story was so compelling like i read that and i was like whoa that's good interesting yeah and then it doesn't matter because she just killed the stormtroopers anyway so uh <laughs> Basically, the whole moral, moral of that story was like, he's saying he's like, you know, I like the Empire, but I don't like killing for the Empire. Um, mm. And Leia ends up killing like one of his friends, like which you see happen in A New Hope. She shoots one of the troopers, and yeah. then he decides to like you gun her down and stun her. And at one like before he takes her to Vader, he takes his helmet off and shows her his face, and it's like, and she realizes like, okay, there's actually humans underneath this mask. And apparently, like also the stormtrooper helmets, like they say some cool things, like. Yeah, like they make all of them, all of the people say sound the exact same, and it takes away any and all emotion out of your voice. And I was like, I kind of like that though. Like Interesting. the fact that it essentially like ro- roboticizes. I don't know. It it basically turns all of the troopers into these ba- no more than droids or robots. Yeah. Whereas the clones were like, yeah, we have emotion and blah blah blah, and like. You Interesting. Know. Yeah. That's really cool. I might have checked that out. Yeah, it's really fun because I can just sit there and like I can read a like a short story in like twenty thirty minutes and just be like, all right, that's it for the day. Like I got my reading, <laughs> you know. <laughs> it's not a book that it's like you read page to page. It's like ah yes, morning coffee and a chapter and from a certain point of view. Like I totally feel that. Yeah, I do the same thing. Um, yeah, I I think that's that's about all I've got for this one. Yeah, we don't really need to go on too much. It's it's but. I'm curious, you know, I think, oh, you said we're making an Instagram. Um, we are. So, and so um, I don't know what the at will be for that. Probably put it in the I'm link in the description. Try, yeah, I, I'm just, yeah. We'll, yeah. You'll find out in the next one. Yeah. Um, but feel free to, uh, I mean, make us a Twitter as well. Um, Please do. Yeah. And just feel free to uh, send us, like, you can send it to our personals. I don't care. I like talking to random people. Just don't send weird, creepy <laughs> stuff. Uh, How about this? When the Instagram slash Twitter does come up, 
Hop in the first post in the comments. I know you won't know what it is until the next episode. Yeah. But if you happen to be an adventurous person and would like to be friendly, find us on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I'm sure when this episode is up, we will have an Instagram account. Yes. Comment on our post. Tell us you came from the podcast. Say hey. We'll say hey back. We're nice people. We are. We are very nice people. We're quite nice, actually. <laughs> and just tell us some of your, like, just, I'm just curious what people's thoughts are on, like, these other mediums and stories that, like, yeah, try to fill in gaps and And I'm whatnot. sure there's quite a few we didn't touch on. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> so, yeah, comment some of the ones we should have talked about. Tell right. us where we're stupid. But be nice. Yeah. Say say we're stupid in a nice way. Exactly. You're stupid. Smiley face. <laughs> if someone told me that, I'd just be like, okay, I'll take it. I am stupid. Very <laughs> good. Um, but yeah, you want to wrap it up or I, shall I? I will. Go ahead. Take it away. Uh, wait, what was my outro on the last... What what became my outro? Oh God, I forgot my outro. I'm getting it was my a podca- Joker quote. Oh, well, I can't do that now. Oh man, I have to find a quote. I'm going to find. Oh wait, I've got it. I have it now. Uh, yeah, so follow us on whatever our social media is. We don't. Uh, we don't, just follow on our personals. You said it. We said it at the beginning. Yours is like Josh Johnson ninety eight, or it's like Josh underscore J ninety eight. Uncertain. Un other ones josh johnson 98 on instagram josh j underscore 98 on twitter j schradester 8 on instagram and twitter yep that's me and uh make like a tree get out of here